Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of First and Fifteen. Uh, my name is Lewis Phillips, I'm here again with uh, Jay Ballamy and Gareth Price and today we are joined by Benjamin Newham of the Cheltenham Neptunes as we look uh, at the I guess new kids on the block, although they've technically been around for a few years now, but this will be their first year in the, in, in the Baffer um, Southwest Division. Welcome, Ben. Hello, lovely to be here. Thanks for having me on. So, welcome uh, as well to Gareth and Jay. Do you want to say hi? What's up? Hey, everyone. <laughs> as nonchalant as I can be, Lewis. <laughs> so Ben, uh, tell us all about um, the Cheltenham Neptunes. Uh, how how did the Neptunes come to be? Well, uh, I, I mean, I briefly already went over this a bit with uh, with you guys earlier, so uh, I'll take another deep breath and start again, shall I? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a long story, but I'll try and condense it as much as possible. So, um, uh, me personally, uh, I've never really played much sport growing up, and I got to the point where I wanted to do something competitive, but really just couldn't risk playing contacts because of work reasons, you know, self-employed. If I get an injury, I can't work, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I thought, okay, well, let's go for a non-contact sport. Um, and we didn't have any teams within a 30, 40 minute drive of me. Um, and I decided, do you know what? I'm just going to set up my own team. So that's what I did. Um, we started meeting up on a Sunday. I just put, put uh, a post out into the, the ether and um, people slowly started to to uh, come each week, and um, and thus the Cheltenham Neptunes were born. Um, it started off just as a kind of bit of fun and a throw around, and then as we developed as a team and more experienced players started coming along, uh, people were hungry for a bit of competition. So um, we got affiliated with Baffer, and uh, that was two years ago, and now we're, we're officially looking forward to, to starting our first official season with the league. <laughs> That's insane. So you guys were started up in what, 2017 or was it eight, no, 18, 2018? Yeah, two, I mean, officially 2019. But uh, yeah, we started kind of meeting up uh, sort of the latter part of during the summer of uh, 2018. Um, and then we were meeting up at the park and thought, right, this is great. And then it came to winter and we had nowhere to practice in the evening um, as the kind of days progressed from a Sunday not really working for people to like a Thursday evening and now we practice every Thursday. And then of course, after affiliation and all that, you're finally ready for your first first season and here comes a global pandemic. But, yeah, first season, global <laughs> pandemic. Um, season goes down a can and uh, we are in the position of every other team, you know, trying to practice as much as you possibly can, um, you know, with, with, the, with the opportunities that we do get. Um, and then trying to kind of keep social, maybe try a pub quiz or, you know, have a team meeting on, on uh, Zoom or whatever. But it's just never really quite the same as uh, you know, being able to, to be on the field with the guys. And, and, how, and how throughout that COVID process then, have your numbers stayed strong or have you lost people? Have you gained people? It's, it's been really interesting. As soon as, as we've had kind of the, the lockdowns ease and we've been able to restart training, we've had surges of people just wanting to start training. So it's been quite, it's been quite a difficult transition for the club because we were, we were sitting really nicely when we had about sort of 15 people coming each week. 
and then all of a sudden you've got another 10 wanting to join each week and you're kind of thinking crikey well we you know we really want to give the, the, the starters first team reps but we also want to be able to allow new people to come to the sport discover the sport and not feel completely out of depth when they come to training so it's it's been tricky kind of coming up with a new system for teaching people who are new to the game fundamentals um and and still giving them enough uh field time and uh, enough snaps during scrimmage um that the that it also doesn't affect the progress of the starters and you know building that team chemistry for for getting ready for for the season to start that's that's interesting then so and i, and I, I would imagine and correct me if i'm wrong your sort of your main recruitment channels then social media or are you doing something special because getting 10 or so people new and I appreciate over the course of pandemic people change their interests but that's a lot of people to recruit in one chunk yeah it's um I think it's been a combination of things so uh social media has definitely uh been a a big help although I would say I haven't really focused too heavily on the social media over the last year only with the, the recent posts where you know we've we've signed people to player contracts and things like that just to get everybody in line with with BAFA regulations and things. I think um, a lot of it has been people bringing friends, people seeing us training at the park and coming up to us and asking us about the sport. Um, where we train now, um, our, our new facility, it's right off a main road. Um, so when we're practicing Thursday night under the floodlights, people are going to be seeing us throwing the ball around when, um, you know, when they drive past, but also because we share the field with, um, uh, the, you know the, the clubhouse where we train. The facility belongs to uh, a local rugby team. So, um, and they're they're sort of quite a quite a good team. I believe they're, they're sort of in something like Division Three or Four, um, the Cheltenham Tigers. And uh, so, a lot of them will see us also playing. Um, I think just word of mouth, really. Um, I, I I really I can't put put an exact uh, finger on what has caused such an influx of people, but obviously it's great to see. And it's, um, it's something that we, you know, I think it goes without saying that the, the sport as a whole really is, is going to be happy to see. Um, oh, it's and, a far better position to be in than, than only having, you know, five or six turn up to training. And when, when somebody misses it, you can't train mm-hmm. um, and having difficulty, having numbers at match days, it's, it's definitely a better situation to be yeah. in. Yeah. Than too well, little. Certainly, in a couple of one example where it's where it's been a blessing for for sure is um, when we came down Lewis's way and had that tournament um, down the next to which was I think February last year something like that. Um, yeah, and we, we split our team in two and came down and um, so we had the Neptunes and then our second team, our kind of uh, 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 whatever Maverick team I suppose you could call it. Uh, we call the Flood and I named it the Flood because. Number one, it's a, a cracking take that song, but um, <laughs> but secondly, we were just coming off having like had a bunch of floods up and down the country, so I just thought the floods a great name and and, and ran with that, um, and we we came down and uh, and had a great day. It was a really good time. So um, yeah, it, it, it's nice to be able to kind of have a, a second team as such, um, which I'm, I'm sure Lewis can also attest to with the Falcons for this season. Well, I was going to say, so you've, uh, we've, we've kind of gone with um, two, two teams this year um, because 
you know, we're expecting um, numbers to be uh, sort of put upon us. You know, I think the, the guess is, you know, no more than 30 at a venue. So with sure. us having, having now 20 people signed up, um, we just thought, get, get people, don't want to disappoint anyone. So if we can get people as, as much... Uh, as much game time as possible. Um, with that, do you? Th- I mean, I've seen from what I've seen from your social media, you've got a lot of people in that club already. Um, mm. Do you think that would have been a possibility for you to just go straight in first year, two teams, um, or would you, you know, prefer to sort of ease yourself in? Uh, I mean, honestly, I we didn't know at the time that that was going to be sort of a, a possibility or an option. I think had we known earlier, it's something we certainly would have. Uh, contemplated, but I'm 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 glad we're we're sticking just with the one team for the season because we can all have the you know a, circ- a, a primary goal as as a unit um, to to play well and I mean you I don't know what it's like for you guys but our team just every every session somebody seems to get hurt or injured something goes wrong and you know Hammy goes. Uh, Ankle goes, the quad goes. Maybe we're just too old for this. I don't know, but um, it's, well, I'm hoping we got all our uh, all our injuries out in 2019 because we were <laughs> decimated. That yeah, it's almost a prerequisite to play flag that something's a bit wrong with your body. Yeah, I, I well, would... yeah. If you don't if you don't break a finger in your first couple of sessions, then uh, you know, did you really play flag? Well, yeah, I can I can attest to that. I've uh, we, oh God, we had a poor guy. Um, who came to a, a practice session in his first session, he dislocated his thumb. Oh. Yeah. He was still keen to come back, though. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, we've had, we've had a, a few pretty bad injuries, but it's nice having a doctor on the team. So um, that's, <laughs> that's also been a, a blessing. Dr. Dan, the hero. So you, you touched on there lightly about, about sort of naming your second team, you know, affectionately, the Flood. Mm. Why, why the Neptunes? In the first place, uh, Neptune's well, Chatham Spa, and uh, we have the famous Neptune Fountain in Chatham, which is a I've forgotten the, the name of the fountain in Rome, but it's basically a recreation of that fountain in Rome, Trevi Fountain. That's it, yeah. Um, and we've got you know uh, Poseidon, Neptune in all his glory with his uh, big trident and the horses, uh, so it's, it's quite a focal point in the center of Cheltenham if you've ever been uh, that fountain. So, uh, I wanted to name something that was quite regional. Um, and uh, Cheltenham being a spa town, uh, I sort of thought, well, yeah, why not? And um, that's where the name came from. So Jay's just stolen my segue and my question there. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, Gareth. No, no, sorry, it's, Gareth. It's, it's all right. We, we could always prepare for this podcast. <laughs> it's, it's not what the listeners want. So. <laughs> <laughs> they like the rogue nature of it, right? <laughs> so what I was, I was, just thinking, um, Ben, with your uh, so as you were saying earlier on about not um, not having played sports or, or particularly had any um, experience with sort of competitive uh, sports, um, how was sort of setting up and running uh, a new team been for you? Because I think a lot of um, a lot of a lot of teams these days. There's not there's not many people I think that are in your situation. You've got a lot of people who move, like you've got Kingsham, who um, you know Craig was part of Cardiff and then Western, and then went on to start his own. Uh, I I played for years before I started at the, the Falcons, and mm-hmm. um, you know 
how's it been coming to the sport sort of completely uh, no experience in it whatsoever and just throwing yourself in? What's it, that been like? It's, uh, that's a good question. Uh, it's certainly uh, it's going to end up a fable for the kids one day, I would say. But, um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's been interesting. Um, it's been a lot of hard work and you've got to be organized and you've got to put in the, the time to kind of do your research, I think. Um, you know, I'm still learning stuff. Uh, and learning baffle rules and learning the kind of ways and the channels to, to do things in the right way. Um, and you got to not be afraid to ask what is probably a lot of stupid questions. Um, and, and as you will have got from me over the last couple of years. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it, I mean, I was brought up with music um, my whole life playing in bands. I now work as a piano tuner as my day job. Um, I manage a few artists. I used to do marketing and things um, and a bit of design work. But uh, yeah, I never played sports. And uh, it's something I always really wanted to do, but I think probably just didn't really have the confidence to do. And Flag has been a really great opportunity to explore a new sport, meet new people, um, and... It almost exposed the sport to as many new people uh, sort of coming across it the first time, just like I did, just with with a throwabout in the park with friends, just because we wanted to throw around an American football and catch an American football because we watched NFL. That, that's pretty much just kind of how it all started. What were those first few sessions like? Like, like so you just—I imagine you didn't have—you literally just a ball and jumpers for goalposts. It didn't even have goalposts. We would just meet up and, and throw the ball around. Um, it, it was one of those things, you know, you do on draft day with all, all your people, you know, who, who are in your fantasy league or your, or your close mates from town. And you all go, oh, wouldn't this be great if we did it every Saturday? And you say, all right, let's do it every Saturday. And not a single one of them showed up. So <laughs> I was there basically just meeting new people every week who would just come down and see that, that we, were, we were doing it. Um, you know, you never rely on your mates because they'll always let you down. But, <laughs> but you know, you can rely on your teammates. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's been really great. It's been, a, it's been a really, really great journey kind of building the team and, and seeing how it's developed. And now, you know, having to go through the coaching qualifications and things like that and um, exploring ways in which I can maybe look to develop a youth setup in the future or, you know, start introducing it to local schools. It's... It's um, it's it's been quite demanding. I didn't really, I wasn't prepared for sort of how much of my time this was really going to take, but it's, it's uh -huh. quite rewarding to to do. <laughs> so, sort of with that, then, does that mean that the long term ambitions for Cheltenham is to create more of a program, or you know, because I mean, we've seen success at different different levels with this, where you get youth teams that feed into the feed into the senior teams is that the is that the big ambition i think when you look at the future flag you've got to look at the fact that okay we've got the world games alabama would, would have been this year i think it's next year now um we have whisperings of the the sport flag becoming a consideration for the 2028 olympics um not contact but flag i really think the the kind of future of the sport certainly in this country 
um, at the moment, the opportunities lie in, in the flag element of the sport. And I mean, people, people ask the question, you know, why is Scotland so good at flag? Why are there so many flag teams up in Scotland? And I think it's Lewis who mentioned uh, previously in another chat that, that they, they have it in their school programs and they learn it at school. Um, and I, you know, that's something I'd really like to see introduced, certainly, you know, around the Southwest, around Wales. Um, I, I think it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great sport because it's so inclusive of everybody. Absolutely. No matter what your athletic level is, no matter, you know, what gender you may be, you can, you know, you can come, and come into the sport at any level and compete and enjoy it and learn it and, you know, uh, introduce it even, you know, to, to friends beyond that. So uh, it's a sport really without borders, isn't it? And, um, you know, I, re I really love that about it. And I think the, the community's got a, a big part to play in that as well, because, I mean, it, it's, I, I've always, I mean, I've played, I've started playing flag first. I went to university, got involved in the university game, started playing uh, in sort of adult senior leagues. Um, but nothing has ever been as much fun as uh, to just play as, as flag is. And, and I've loved all my times with extra demons and Torbay Trojans, and I still play contact now, but I don't have as much fun as I do um, playing flag. And I think a big part of that is the community as well. And I think you said earlier on, although, you know, you ask, you ask a lot of questions um, that, you think you think maybe sounds sounds stupid because it's the first time you're asking it you don't know but we've all everyone's not just had to answer these questions before but they've asked them themselves exactly um, yeah the, the community has always um, been a great great help I think you'd be hard pushed to find another sport in this country that for for what is really a, a niche sport that has sort of the the friendly atmosphere across the country that flag does yeah. We, we all know people who play this sport in other countries. Um, you know, it's the, the, the amount of coverage. I mean, with, with podcasts and the various news websites we've had across the years is, is unparalleled for such a small sport. It, it really is sort of the passion of everybody involved in it that does make it what it is. You know what I quite like about flag as well is that if you play, so if you played Sunday league football or, you know, a kid or, even at an adult level, you play teams in your local area. So, for example, I'm from Swindon. You play a team in North Swindon and South Swindon. In Flag, I get to go and play a team in Exeter, and I get to go and play a team in Cheltenham, and I get to go and play a team in Cardiff. And, you know, there's a lot of moaning about the drive time sometimes, but actually it's quite interesting to go to completely different places and play, and play that national game. I, I find it so interesting. And we get to have a finals day in the middle of the country in Manchester. Um, I don't think everyone. I don't think a lot of people would agree with you. Get a lot of grief. Uh, oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I love it. I love the. I love going to the different. I'm. Places. I'm the same. Like I don't. I don't understand it. I. I love an away day, and um, I think Cheltenham. You've got three home games out of the four game days this this year. Yeah, I'm very pleased thank, with that. <laughs> thank you very much for volunteering for that. But I. I love an away day. Um, I think it's great fun, and I much prefer it to a home game day. I think it's um, just very cool. You get to come into work and you say, "Oh yeah, we played Western," or "Oh yeah, we played we played Reading." I mean, like you don't you don't just do that in other sports. Yeah. It makes it feel more not professional, but it makes it feel more widespread. Um, yeah. I like that about the sport. And hopefully, there'll be sort of more of that stuff, um, sort of 
it's, it's, it's all well and good to, you know, I'm a team from Exeter and we're playing teams from Chichester and, uh, and, and Reading and Cheltenham all sort of fairly flung apart. But then you also get those occasions and it's not just going to be, um, you know, like finals day, but there's tournaments where it's like, oh, yeah, we played Glasgow this weekend. Mm. Like, you know, things like Flag in New Year and Flag in Iron Man and all those other kind of tournaments that pop up around. It's like, oh, yeah, we played a team from the Midlands or, you know, played a team from Sheffield this weekend. And it's getting to know the, the people because, of course, you know, we're in a sport with relatively small rosters. So, and you know, there have been people in this sport who have been in it for many, many years. So it is, it's a, it's a pretty tight-knit community and you, the longer you're in it, the more people you get to know through it. Definitely, yeah. And I'm, I'm finding that as, you know, new coming in and kind of learning uh, or meeting or getting to know people over the last couple of years, um, how tight-knit the community is. But I think, you know, that, that one of the major um, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Um, pluses to that benefits of that is um that you know if people want to see kind of change and improvement in the sport and you know people can actually petition for it and discuss it amongst themselves and actually you know drive positive change within the sport as well uh for the future development of the sport and i think that that's really important as well absolutely so um talking about your your sort of entry into the flag community how did you find the affiliation process and who did you play and how did it go ah who did we play god i'm trying to remember now so we played the Coventry pan panthers um they came and saw us and we went over to them and played a game um lovely bunch of guys um just yeah every, i think everyone was just really helpful and then the the other team was uh dale and the grunt gators um we played them at, at the ofl tournament and um uh, you know outside sort of of the tournament itself um, for our affiliation game. And um, yeah, it was just a, everybody's just, you know, so willing to help you and answer questions that you got and make sure that you're dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's. And um, it, 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 it's been interesting, obviously, you know, the, your first games hosting and uh, going away and playing people and things. It's, it's always a little bit daunting trying to organize squad and, um, making sure that, you know, you've got everything sort of that you need to. But uh, yeah, it, it was I, it was a pretty streamlined process, I would say, pretty smooth. Nice. And of course, um, OFL was really your sort of first foray into competitive tournament play. <laughs> it was, yeah. Um, and we had we had a, a, a player, bless him, he's, he's no longer the team, but he, he suffered a really bad concussion. Um, I think it was a, a, quite a large center from uh, oh, uh north ants phantoms maybe ran straight through him and uh we had to drive him home and leave his car in northampton and um uh, somebody had to go up to northampton and drive his car back the next day because uh, he would yeah he was in a really bad way um so that was that was uh, interesting. A fairly as well. in, inauspicious start then. Yeah, it was. It kind of it opened our eyes a little bit because we were like, "Hang on, I thought this was a non-contact sport." <laughs> but as as, yeah. as as we all know, um, you know, there's there's uh, things can get heated from time to time, and and people are competitive, and 
rightly so, you know, you want you want to win. Um, but uh, yeah, and it's also hard when we're refing our, you know, each other's games and things. So uh, it's it's been a real big learning curve for us. Um, Again, I think that's a, a rite of passage, right? Everyone's got to go through that kind of. Yeah. We we had a we had a new guy. I think it was his first ever game. We were in Merthyr. And um, Merthyr's blitzer, Andy Gibbony, um, now with the Gwent Gators. Um, if anyone's, if you've played against Andy Gibbony, he's a really good blitzer. Good blitzer. He's a small and stocky guy, um, and but he's but he's fast and he's fleet-footed. So he's blitzing, and we've got our new guy, a guy called Ben, um, and he's big, like six foot, like broad-shouldered. Um, much bigger than Andy, but he's new and it's his first game and he's kind of looking at his feet and he doesn't fully understand or know about the unimpeding blitzer rule. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's more concentrated on what his feet are doing. He just runs directly into Andy. Oh. No idea that he's, that he's even coming. Um, and he just floors him. And, and Ben is, you know, that was the end of Ben for that game because he was... <laughs> Bloody nosed and probably concussed, and was just like, "Yeah, I think we'll be back out." Um, we had but a... I mean, that was that was that wasn't the end of him forever. Uh, he he stuck around for a little bit longer after that until he moved moved from Exeter. But yeah, I think everyone's every team's got a story like that. Well, we had we had a good one down in um, was it? It would have been against Western in Western last season, and uh, Corey and I were both playing safety. And uh, both went for an interception, and uh, I'm I've got a lot more uh, weight behind me. <laughs> and Corey always wears this uh, this backwards baseball cap. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we collide, and I flip over Corey with with some force. And as I land, I I think, oh God, I hope I haven't hurt him. And then his baseball cap lands in front of me. And for a split second, <laughs> I thought I'd decapitated him. <laughs> Bless him. He was a bit wobbly for the rest of it, but uh, he got by. I think the worst injury I've sustained was actually playing the Falcons, where I caught a ball and uh, the defender, clumsily trying to challenge the ball, decided to scratch my cornea. Ooh. Yeah. So, I actually uh, wasn't even there for that game. You weren't there, no, you yeah. weren't there. It's all right, we, we, was, we won. We so we won but, um, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it was worth it. it was worth ben, it. please tell me you wear like protective goggles now because that would really make you look like a Neptune. Oh, I would, <laughs> do you know what? I would, I, I would love to say yes, but I'm not quite, uh, not quite there yet. My, my cornea, it only took about two weeks to, uh, to heal, but, um, yeah, I'm. I'm not. Wearing, I'm not at the point wearing goggles yet. Maybe. Uh, maybe for the next one. I wonder. I wonder if people can do some branded ones for you. <laughs> Everybody needs their fashion gimmick in the league. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, do you remember the number, Ben? I'm interested to know who it was. I actually no, have. A couldn't photo. see. I actually have a cornea. I have a photo of it happening. <laughs> Uh, I can't. Hang on. Let me let me have a look. Have, let's have a quick look at the Facebook page, and I'll see if I can find him in the lineup. This is going to turn into a murder mystery sort of podcast. <laughs> I just I just remember turning to him and being like, "Really? Um, Forty four. 
Oh, Joe. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he'll uh, he'll do that. <laughs> make him sound like a rabid dog. I, I thought, I thought it might have been. I thought it might have been John for a second. I was going to say, oh, you know, John's John's come a long way since then. He's really improved, and and you know that'll never happen again. But <laughs> I don't think I can say the same for Joe. <laughs> Sorry, Joe, if you're listening. <laughs> He all, does all, is, all is forgiven. I know people challenge for the ball, but it it was a clumsy challenge. He, um, yeah, no one can ever accuse Joe of not, uh, no, of doing anything half-assed. So, no, well, yeah, you got to commit, right? <laughs> Steering is slightly back on track, then, lads. So, <laughs> in terms of Cheltenham, how have you guys been preparing for the upcoming season? Obviously, UK, we only had the sort of restrictions lifted about a month ago. I want to say. What's the preparation yeah. been like? What What are your expectations for the season? How's it looking? Um, we've been doing hot dog eating contests. Um, <laughs> we've been trying some synchronized swimming. Um, we've been uh, no, I I. Do you not update my predictions? Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> we've just been just trying to get down to work. Um, you know, when when we train, we our where we train it's quite expensive because it's on four G, but we need it for the floodlighting um because we train at nine till 10 p.m um just a one hour session it's a one hour session so we got to get down and get dirty yeah. really quickly we don't have time for for horseplay so um we're, we're, we're trying to do you know additional weekend sessions and you know a couple of meetings and things like that here and there uh but people know their job um and if they want to work on fundamentals um you know certainly like the first things and things there. Uh, they're meeting up outside of practice with you know other teammates and things and trying to get extra work in. Um, but yeah, the sessions are, are pretty good. We 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 try and get about forty minutes of scrimmage in every week. Um, and because we've got a nicely sized roster, um, you know, we're blessed with that. We can uh, you know do lots of rotations and um, have pretty much you know we we basically we. I would say we don't have a lot of players who play both sides of the ball. We have a lot of players who play defence and they got their positions and we got a lot of players who play offence and they got their positions. So we had uh, Craig on uh, last week for mm-hmm. the Canesham Kings and we asked him this question and he was very, very diplomatic. Um, but if you could name a couple of your players and not the entire team, um, who would you say we should be looking out for this season? Oh, defence have been working hard. Uh, when we first came into the to the sport, our defence, as you guys will see from the OFL results, was pretty leaky. Um, we just didn't really have a system in place or, or any kind of structure. And the guys have worked really, really hard um, to, to put that together. So I've got to give props to Annie and Dan, who are the defensive captains, for kind of getting us organised uh, there. I don't want to say too much uh, or name too, you know any any sort of star players. Um, people need to kind of uh, do their talking on the field, I think, and and earn, earn a name for themselves. It's our first season, so um, you know I don't want to put any undue pressure on people. Sure, Gareth. How many times will we ask that question before someone gives us a genuine answer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm in, I am I'm interested to know, Ben. Um, so with, without, without giving away any, any tactics or anything, because we, we wouldn't want that. Um, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, 
if you could just PDF over your playbook, that would. <laughs> I mean, being being a new team coming into the league, having having relatively little experience of of competition, how did you go about sort of formulating a, a defensive scheme? Was it a, a, another team that you'd seen, or did you guys sort of come up with your own thing? Uh, yeah, I. That's not really a question I can answer. You, that's better answered by Annie and Dan, to be honest. I mean, Dan comes in with the most experience of, of anyone really from Flag coming from Sheffield Vipers. Um, even though he played receiver for them, he's come in and, and grabbed the D and he just understands um, football full stop. Sure. And a million times better than I ever could. And um, Annie as well has a really, really great uh, football IQ and the two of them together have come up with a system mainly to try and beat our offense. Um, yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, I, I'm, I feel really, really good about where the D has, has come from where they were, um, say, you know, 12 months ago. So, um, yeah, they, they put in a, a you know, a, a whole heap of work to, to get us where we are now. No pressure, lads. <laughs> <laughs> that that leads quite na- quite nicely onto the next question I, I had, which was, uh, you know, what what might your expectations be in your first season? Would you say that they're maybe higher now than they might have been if we'd asked you this this time last year, going into what would have been your first season uh, in twenty twenty? Um, are you thinking, you know, you 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 can you can take it all, go undefeated, or are you uh, sort of tempering it a little bit? No. Oh, well, I mean, like, what, what would you, what would you like to see? From, what would you like to get out of your first season? I mean, I'd like to get a whole heap of wins. That'd be great, wouldn't it? But um, you know, we'll, put, a, we'll, put a number on it, Ben. We'll pressure for a number. Put a number on it. <laughs> the maximum uh, number of wins you can have, just for your reference, is eight. How many wins do you think you'll get? I can't. I can't. You know. Um, you can. You can. I. I don't want to. Yeah, that's a different question, then, isn't it? Um, what what did you guys say? Let's 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 go with what you guys said the first episode. Was it three three and five? I I put I put you at three and five. Yeah. Well, we we all bailed out in the first episode because we all we spent ten minutes talking about how we thought you were going to be great and then possibly underrated you slightly. Well, hey, I mean, you you guys set the numbers, not me. So I'll I'll stick to what you said. I'll, I'll I, I, I am on your social media to go off of. That's the, that's the problem. I don't want to make predictions because it's our first season. So, um, Are you in politics? Is that why you're avoiding the question? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not poli- politics is an Prediction interesting subject, up. isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've done our bit for charity as a team and... Um, uh, set, set challenges for ourselves, and um, we just have to see what how the how the season plays out. So conclusively, there, Gareth. I think he said he doesn't expect to win a single game. That's what he said. I if, <laughs> challenge if they, accepted. If they play like they did in the OFL against the Chichester Sharks, they can beat anyone on their day. That's a very nice thing to say. Thank you, Gareth. We'll, uh, we'll come back around to, to predictions a little later on, and I'd remind you that you're contractually obliged to... Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I've, uh, I've, ri- I've, I've written uh, season predictions for every other team. Bear in mind that I've guessed some because I'm not 
scene. Yeah. Like that, so, so there's a lot of new teams around. So, yeah. like, like, like we said, there's uh, a few teams that we kind of had to go. Well, I don't really know. I only have social media to go on. So, I guess you slide in here. I just, um, um, I refuse to speculate on my own team, so I've left them out. So that uh, that caveats everyone. I think we're all we're all that caveat. Okay, um, all right. Switching the question up then slightly, Ben. In five years' time, yeah. where would you like your team to be? Premiership, hands down, with half our squad in GB. <laughs> so, so, so you're managing your expectations well, then, is what you're saying there. Five years is a long time, man. Yeah, true. true. Um, and you know, if you've got a good system in place and you're developing people, people are coming in young um, to you know learn the sport. Um, I think you know. I think I think the sport in whole as a whole is going to look very different in five years' time from where it is now, um, and it's going to be a hell of a lot more competitive in this country. It's what I'd like to see, anyway. It's got the ability yeah, to. Like Baffa has the ability to do it. It's just whether they will or not. Very good. Very good. I like the ambition. It's it's good to sit, good to have someone on and come and not do a crag and sit on the fence and go. Actually, I do want my team to be. Basically, national champions. I think is what you've committed to us there. Sorry, yeah. we we, <laughs> loved have, we loved having you on. By the way, Craig, if you're listening, <laughs> no, I'm allowed to just give Craig stick. No, right? anyone who doesn't say that doesn't care or is lying. <laughs> and if they don't care, they just shouldn't be on this podcast. Full stop. So there you go, Craig. I think Ben's yeah. just called you out there. So uh, there'll be a fight in the Cheltenham uh, <laughs> Cainsham has suddenly become a rivalry. Game. It's a great rivalry. Yeah. I mean, it, it, they are our closest team now. So, um... so I was I was going to ask you, uh, and I know I know my my answer now is what which team were you most looking forward to playing? <sighs> uh, is it <laughs> You know what we we have. I'm I'm looking forward to playing Chichester and Western again on the on the same day because I would say they're probably the two strongest teams in the uh, division. Um, and we had a little friendly with Western during the easing of the last lockdown and um, we had probably the most dreadful weather ever. It's when we had uh, some crazy storm come over and we had, I think it was sort of one or two degrees. We had sideways torrential rain um, and we, we split our team in two again. We had Neptunes and Flood and we played the Western Supers twice. Um, among, among the two teams. Uh, they beat us both times, but I think our biggest issue was we didn't adjust our game plan for the weather and we should have made adjustments and we didn't. Um, but they, I think both teams only lost by two scores per game. Um, and they just came in with a, with a better game plan for the day, I think. That was just experience uh, making those adjustments. It's an interesting opening game day, Chichester Western mm. and... Uh... And Cheltenham, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good first weekend. Is that genuinely yeah. your first weekend? Yeah, that is our first wow. weekend trial by fire. Um, Jesus, yeah, just the, way, just the way we like it. Um, I mean, just... I, I, I think it's a trial by fire for everybody. For a first weekend, I don't think we'd have picked that as Chichester. I don't think Western would have picked it. It's, uh, it's going to be three really good games. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, I think. I mean, I I wrote the schedule, and uh, I don't think I knew what I was doing there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try um, try and get one of the teams down on confidence to go into the next week. 
<laughs> so you mentioned earlier on about when we, when we um, about potentially having a um, a youth setup and everything. What what are your 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 plans uh, in terms of future? We've we've covered off. You know, you want you want Premiership, and even though you you didn't want to put a number on it, you think you can swing with the likes of London Smoke and Baker Street Bucking Hookers and and Cardiff, uh, but don't have the confidence to say you'll smash everyone in in Div One. I like it. <laughs> um, but what about um, like say things like a youth setup? Would you entertain uh, sort of a, a women's team, um, a second Neptune's team? Oh, it depends if I'm having to do it all myself or not, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'd, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to be able to to do every kind of setup, that, you know, under the sun. But it's just, it's going to have to grow organically and whatever may come may come and whatever doesn't doesn't but you know that's I, I would love to see um you know in the next two years start doing like a, a summer uh, youth camp um and then just see what kind of goes from there um but you know it's it's do we have the coaches are they certified do they have their dbs certificates you know do they have the time um, do we have the resource, you know, to, to kind of do this? So we're, I'm trying to get the club in a position where that's certainly an option in the future. It's just, it's just, obviously I don't, it, it's hard, it's so hard to speculate what, uh, you know, may or may not be in, in the next couple of years. But you are predicting the national championship for 2027. Hey, I said I'd like it. I didn't say it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not put words in my mouth. <laughs> What about other sort of um, non-league kind of tournaments, uh, either you know at the, in the UK or abroad? Oh, well, we're you know we're going for big bowl, um, top prize, uh, not big bowl, sorry, Brooklyn Bowl, which is the top prize as an entry to big bowl in Germany. Um, I've I've actually been thinking about putting on my own big European tournament because yeah. we've got really great yeah. facilities here in Cheltenham. Hot um, news. Yeah, it's something I would absolutely yes. love to do. Um, got any, got any names? Got any name suggestions for us? What, for the for the tournament? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to call it the Neptune Bowl. If you're well, I was waiting for you to say that and then criticise um, you, but I'm glad you. I'm glad you don't think it. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I reckon you could go down some kind of. Um, I'm not that vain. But... You could go down some kind of uh, Greek god um, or Roman god. Uh, uh, I don't. You know what? It's, Having having been on the first and fifteen before, and having seen how many Trojan and Spartan and same, there's five teams with the same logo. I don't think I could bring myself to do it. It would just have to be something something fun, like the, the wooden spoon bowl, or I don't know. But <laughs> we, hey, look, it's pipe dreams. I have these big ideas and big ambitions and plans, but you know, it's all talk until it happens, isn't it? I would be more than happy to help you out with that um, in any way that I can, because I think Scotland in particular and uh, the north of England just have so much in, in terms of flag football. And this is it, yeah. The south has so, so little. Um, it's just waiting for somebody to actually go ahead and do it. Like when I'm celebrating that Cheshire has got a tournament that I can go to, and that's basically <laughs> about as far south as anything has got uh, outside of league in a long time. Yeah. No, it, it feels as bad. 
to, to just to tag on to what um, Gareth said, actually, the only instance it would be called the Neptune Bowl is if it was sponsored by Neptune Rum, oh, which well, are actually which are actually ooh. from Cheltenham. I am not oh, really. I'm not taking credit for Neptune Bowl. I never suggested Neptune. Oh Bowl. no! Somebody said. Oh, was it Jay then who said? Oh, I'm glad you're not calling it Neptune Bowl. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, Jay. Good. Sorry, sorry to confuse my, you. My suggestion for you is Spa Break. Spa Break. <laughs> nice. Nice. I reckon you should go down the, the 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 ancient gods route. I'll call it like the Tournament of Olympus or something. I don't know. Oh, that's not <laughs> something. Um, <laughs> I mean, Gustav Holst is uh, is from Cheltenham, so I could call it Planet Bowl. Who knows? But um, I don't um, think many people would get that. Yeah, probably not. He's <laughs> <laughs> niche. He's niche at best. It's, uh, yeah, it's a tenuous link. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll come up with something. But um, yeah, it's. It, I, I would love to invite all the, the big teams from Europe, um, and uh, and kind of not. Not make it an invitational per se, but you know, have have it as a, a two three day tournament, um, starting on grass with the finals being on um, you know an artificial pitch, and uh, having some sponsors and having food trucks and having booze and camping and whatever you know, just have a, a a good opportunity for everybody in the community to be able to come together and, and just have a massive um, tournament. I think would be oh, great. Yeah. GCHQ's out your way, isn't it? You could call yeah, it. It certainly is donut. Yeah, donut bowl. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, it is. It is time to put you on the spot. Mm-hmm. I understand you're not gonna. You're not gonna um, give the Neptunes a record prediction. But what about everybody else? Okay, we're doing reverse standings, aren't we? Yeah, you can go in. You can go anywhere right. you like, top to bottom. So- I listened to the to the episode that you guys posted, episode one, and um, I saw a lot of disrespect for the Berkshire Renegades. And I checked them out, and I know they don't really advertise that they've got a flag team in their full contact, but I think if they, if they, I, I haven't seen them play. You guys know better than me, but usually the cases with contact players, if they make a few adjustments, they end up incredibly competitive in the flag sphere, as it were. So for that reason, that reason only, I have White Hounds, Hellhounds as the bottom team with a record of two and six. Interesting. Because upsets happen. Even even uh, looking at past results, even uh, Swindon Storm managed to win a couple of games. So uh, moving on from that, I then have Berkshire Renegades at three and five. <laughs> Because I, I, I love an underdog. I want to see some upsets happen. And, and, you know, the disrespect episode one was just uh, too much to bear. <laughs> um, are you going to push the boat out far enough to tell us which three games they're going to win? No, I, I, I'm just throwing out. <laughs> do you know what? Don't even, these aren't even going to be the final standings. These are just predict, possible predictions for teams because they're not going to add up in any way, shape or form <laughs> as like a standing. <laughs> But I've just gone. Everybody's you know, going to win like four is, extra games. Is, yeah, they could do this. I'm I'm giving out records for teams rather than standings, but they they will equate to standings at some point. But I reckon this will be the standings, but not necessarily the records. But I'm saying more of the what they're capable of. What they cap- What I think they could do. Yeah. I I would like to just jump in with a a really quick disclaimer 
to our our avid listeners. If if I have offended you with my <laughs> disrespect um, of of teams, particularly those that I had go zero and eight or one and seven or two and six, please forgive me. It was purely because I was put on the spot to do maths. <laughs> Just a just a quick one from me. If I've disrespected you, um, please write to Gareth Price at <laughs> Sharps. Well, I'll I'll, uh, I'll end the trifecta. And if I disrespected you, I, I can assure you it was only for the listens and the the hits and the likes and just to get you know get more more listens on this show. You can thank me later, Marcus. <laughs> he's, he's a marketing genius. That's all you got to say. Controversy for the sake of controversy. <laughs> um, so next, for the purely for the reason that extra splitting their team in half, meaning they're going to sacrifice some of their starters on both teams. Uh, I've got extra two at three and five. Is that the extra with or without Lewis? That's always been a crucial part of the standing. Well, I've never played against Lewis, so I don't know. Oh, I, I can tell I, you how we split. Um, we're it's it's me and Ed, who are the the two coaches. That's number thirty-two, um, right, Ed McKenna? Yeah, yeah. He's, um, a, he's a he's a good player. He's actually when you guys are talking about three players, stand-up players, he's one of my three. Yeah, he'll he'll appreciate that, and he absolutely deserves it. Um, in the past, he's kind of uh, been quite apathetic about going for sort of GB camps and things, and I've always just kind of gone, just go, just please go, because I promise you, you'll you'll get invited to Silvers at least. I'm sure of it. I can um, definitely see that. I can definitely see that. He's a, you know, when when we played him, he's been certainly stand out. Him and eighty one have been two standout players. Uh, when we when we played you, that's, for sure. that's Paul, who's our six foot two receiver uh, that I destroyed Swindon with. Sorry, Swindon. Don't is he, is he six foot two? Is he something like that? Six six foot one, six foot two. Right, yeah. Okay. yeah, 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 maybe six one. Yeah. He's taller um, than any shark, so that would make sense. And then Corey, Corey is the third player that I had, because 81 was the other player I had, who I didn't know the name of. And then Corey from Chichester was the other player, which um, just you know, begrudgingly have to say, because he can play both sides of the ball, and he's just annoyingly good. So, he's pretty um, good at football. Yeah. Um, is he involved in any GB setup, Gareth? He is. He's, uh, he's a GB Silver Lion, along with Sean and he's also a UK Duke. He is also a UK Duke. Well, there you go. Yeah, it comes with its own prestige. It does. It does. Um, so, yeah, those are the three players. But, um, yeah, moving on. So, extra two, whichever one, 81, so, so the 32 way... are not playing on. Well, this is it. So, me, me and Ed, uh, a bit, and um, by virtue of Ed and Susie living together, um, Susie as well, are on one team with... The vast, I'm pretty sure the rest of the team is rookies. Um, and then our QB2 is Ethan. Uh, he'll be leading the other team. So I've given him like all the experience to help him out. Um, so Paul is with Ethan on the other team. So Okay. All right. So you tried to balance it out then. So you have sacrificed some first team. If you're having one squad, it sounds like you've sacrificed first teams to split them across two teams. So basically, we've kind of put all the rookies together and given them the most like leadership receiver that you have. <laughs> no, 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 no. So me and me and Ed are basic. Me, me, Ed and Susie. So the 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 president, which is Susie, and mm. 
the two coaches will be leading a team full of rookies. So okay. they've right. got a good, a good kind of uh, well, sort of experience and leadership. To, I'm, to not, help I'm not going to disrespect the, 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 a team full of veterans. So unfortunately, you, Ed and Susie, and your rookies are going to have to be extra two with a record of three and five. <laughs> I'm glad it's consistent that Lewis is always in the bottom of Exeter. <laughs> That's no reflection on Lewis. It's the fact that the team's full of rookies. He just, oh, not, he, he not just not said Jay and I isn't. No, he's definitely a reflection of Lewis in my head. We you should, believe you should, uh, got, we've got a new lad who's just signed up called Ben. Uh, he's only a young lad, um, but he well, Paul's no longer the tallest guy in the team anymore. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Good. I'm very excited about Ben. What did you say? Three and five. I'm writing all this. Yeah, Kane uh, and Kings. I've got four and four. Did uh, you say? Oh, and then so Exeter, Kingsham, then Exeter. Yeah, uh, Exeter again, four and four. So Kingsham and Exeter one, four and four each. Uh, and then Western Chichester and Reading. I all have with six, uh, six and two. Interesting. I don't think anyone's getting a perfect season this season. I find it hard. I mean, look, we, we've already done our predictions. I'm just going to back back on it. I find it hard to believe Chichester not winning seven games. At least. Anything can happen in flag, can't it? I mean, yeah, it can. I, I'm, I feel good about the team that we've got this year, but it only takes one game day for a few people not to be available. Um, it only takes one team just having that one fantastic game. There's only, only eight games this season. You know, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting one. I think good, there's going to be a lot more upsets than people think because we've had a, we've had a year off and teams have had time to grow. But you know, it's I think pe- people are just going to come in feeling ready, but they're not really going to be ready. Um, and I think there's going to be some upsets in the. Uh, not necessarily week one, but um, I think I just I, I, I feel it in my gut that, that teams are going to be overly confident this season and come in and lose. What order are you putting those three in, even though they're all six and two? I've got Western at the top, Chichester next, Reading third, because I've never seen Reading play. Western, Chichester, and Reading, which means Ch- Cheltenham are in fourth. Well, no, I haven't said where Cheltenham are, have I? <laughs> we, we can work Ch- it Ch- Cheltenham are one and seven. <laughs> no, I don't know. I really, I, I, as I said, I'm not going to speculate on where we land because the, the playing teams I've never seen before, we've never played against. Like the only teams that we've played against in this list are Exeter, Chichester, and Western, and that's it. Process of elimination. Yeah. <laughs> I've got some follow-up questions for you, Ben. Please, if you're, if you're happy to take them. So, uh, if you could steal, and I appreciate you've already given us three, but mm. if you had to pick one player from the rest of the SWC to steal and play for the Neptunes, who are you picking? Hmm. It's probably going to be Corey, isn't it? Because he's he can play both sides of the ball. Okay, so you're going for the versatility more than anything. Hundred percent, yeah, yeah. Oh, Ed's gonna give me shit for that, you know that, you because I don't play him on both sides of the ball. <laughs> if if you can only pick one player, you've got to pick the player who's the best all rounder, right? You play money ball on it. 
Because you never know where somebody's going to pick up an injury on one side and then, you know, you're going through the depth chart. If you've got somebody who's a starter as uh, a, a, a serviceable QB, a receiver, a corner, a blitzer, a safety, you know, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you pick that player? Um, and it pains me because Corey knows he's very good. And you can see it in his face <laughs> when he's playing from the sideline. And it makes you grind your teeth. But um, he's, uh, you know, you've got you to give somebody credit where it's due. And he's a very good player. So, yeah, it would have to be you, Corey. You can't, you can't hate Corey. Yeah, it's not Corey's like a smiling assassin, isn't he? Too happy. Yeah. Right. yeah. If you the had to pick you... a... Sorry, um, gone. There's players you love to hate, and then there's players you physically can't hate, no matter how much you want to. And I think Corey falls into that category. Absolutely. If you then had to pick a club anthem for the Neptunes based on your own music taste, what would you uh, what would you pick? <laughs> Is it going to be Gustav Holst? <laughs> it's not going to be Gustav Holst. No, no. Oh God. Um, so. We play a lot of music when we train. I, I, I bring over a boombox and I have a playlist and it's filled with hip-hop and 80s glam metal and all sorts, everything under the sun. Um, do you know what? I would just love to take the, um, the Chicago Bulls intro theme music because that is just epic as hell. I couldn't specifically reference that. Does anybody else have a clue of what that is? No idea. Do you want to go spit it for us? Uh, <laughs> uh, intro music. Right, I'm just Googling it. So it's called Sirius from Eye in the Sky from 1982. And it's a Chicago Bulls theme song. And I think they took it from, it might have been um, the Cornhuskers. And it's the music that they would play uh, to run out onto the field with. Lewis, are we going to get it done for copyright here, or are we okay? I don't know. I'll ask Marcus to see if I can post a a, a, a link to the YouTube or something. In maybe, the maybe I can maybe I can play a little bit from my phone, and it will sound really bad quality. It'll be so bad quality that it's not infringing. If you're if you're listening to this now, this probably means that we've cut it out because we weren't allowed to do that. <laughs> oh, that's not even it. Alan Parsons' project. Hang on. There we go. Here we go. Ice cream music. It's called Sirius. There we go. <laughs> Ice cream music. <laughs> Can you hear it? No. No, it's pro- probably best we don't. Yeah. You can't hear it? Yeah, okay. So you, you'll know what song it is. Like the Chicago Bulls used to run out for onto the court before every game. I don't know if they still do or not. If I've um, not heard it specifically, I, I'm pretty sure that bit of that little bit there has been sampled on other tracks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's called Sirius. Um, and it's uh, like not Sirius as in like Harry Potter, not Sirius as in I'm being very serious. <laughs> Follow up question to that. If you had to uh, pick a condiment to represent the club, what condiment would you pick? Oh, well, I mean, it depends where you're from and what you call it. Some people may call it secret sauce. Some people may call it special sauce. I believe Heinz calls it saucy sauce. Um, and that is mixing mayonnaise and ketchup together to create a wonderful concoction of condiment. 
I'm not gonna lie, that sounds god awful. <laughs> oh, no. have you never done this before? No, I that mean, sounds awful. I can't. All right, I can't because I know Heinz do their own. Like they they they've bottled this. Yeah, they call it. I've I haven't tried yeah. theirs, but I've never tried it. I, it sounds... I I used to mix mayo and ketchup together, and it's great. Yeah, it's that's legit. If you get like you know uh, Heinz tomato sauce and Hellman's mayonnaise. And you put it on, you know, on the plate in two separate areas. Grab your chip, dip it in one chip, dip it in the other. That is banging. It, the it idea has... that a company has taken that and made their own version of it bottled in one sounds awful. I mean, it's the epitome of consumerism, isn't it? But I mean, it's it's so good that I believe they even reference it in Step Brothers, the film. So, you know, can't be wrong. Isn't that just the sauce you get in a prawn cocktail? Yeah. yeah. I don't know, is it? I don't know. It is. That's exactly how some oh, cocktails okay. are made. All right, all right. There you go. Interesting. So we're saying the Neptunes are a prawn cocktail. No, we're Very saying good. the Neptunes are saucy sauce. Saucy sauce. <laughs> Secret. I like to call it special sauce. That's how I called it as a kid when I used to make it, special sauce. But um, yeah. Check and a bit final of... question from... No, go, go on. Good. I was going to say, final question from me. Pop doms or bread? What, like a naan bread or no no which one which one would you rather have poppadoms or bread I know what my wife would say she'd say poppadoms because she loves day old style poppadoms are like her favourite thing but in, in, I mean in the politest way possible I don't care what your wife wants what do you <laughs> want poppadoms or bread <laughs> well I'm, I'm glad to hear that um, but uh, yeah I'd probably have to go bread because I mean how many types of bread are there you got focaccia you've got ciabatta you got stone breaks you got sourdough you got naan Bread. Hell yeah. Bring on the bread. Interesting. There this we go, a, everybody. A man who knows his bread. This this guy knows his bread. Fantastic. That is all my uh, all my secret question for you. And well, next uh, week we're interviewing Ben's wife. <laughs> <laughs> She's Wait, what one to talk about the <laughs> Um I just made her up. I don't I don't really have to, no. <laughs> I do, I do. Her name's Laura, she's amazing. Um she puts up with everything that I have to do like bags of kit and equipment that clutter the hallway and she hates clutter and she puts up with it so props and all the times where she says do you want to do this really cool thing on this weekend do you want to go to this gig and you're like oh yeah that sounds great oh wait no it's a game day Uh, yeah pretty much i've had that today (laughs) she she accepts it she just knows that i've just got these commitments now to the team and you know she's very supportive of that so i couldn't ask for her about women, but um, yeah, it's uh, you sacrifice a lot for the sport, don't you? You know, for, to be available for game days, especially when you're running a team. But it's just part and parcel of you know, loving the game and wanting to um, make sure that it's available for for all. Absolutely, and I mean, shout out to uh, all the partners out there. Yeah, with this. And shout out to Ben's wife and your poppadom loving tendencies. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. A day old stale poppadom is legit. Does she have it with saucy sauce by any chance? Or a pint of <laughs> I mean, no, she, she hates condiments. So um, She hates yeah. all condiments. Uh, I, salt and pepper. She, she, before she started dating me, she would never have condiments on the plate. Um, but yeah, I've, uh, I've slowly eased her into con- the condiment life. Thank God. I mean, yeah. that was just outrageous to start with. 
Well, I'm... this one goes out to all the football widows and widowers. Hundred <laughs> percent. They sacrifice more than we do. <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us, Ben. Um, do you want to just sort of, uh, for, for those listening, anyone, um, give yourself a little plug, where you are, what times and all that, how they can get in touch with you? Uh, no, because we've stopped accepting newcomers at the moment because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but, Brilliant. Um, what a luxury. Can you imagine this three years ago, a new club no. refusing members? <laughs> no, no, I'll have to, to point them down the road where they, where they need some help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. no, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Uh, really, really enjoyed it, guys. Cheers for your time, Ben. Thanks. Cheers, Ben. All right. Well, that wraps it up for uh, First and Fifteen's coverage of the Southwest Division um, and uh, spotlighting the Cheltenham Neptunes. Um, hope you enjoyed listening. I've been Lewis. Thank you to Jay and Gareth. And thank you especially again to Ben. Catch us next time uh, when hopefully I think we'll be speaking to the Berkshire Renegades. I think of the next team we've got on our list. So catch us then. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all soon. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and 15 Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all of our shows. Also, check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customised sportswear supplies.